This is the Wholesome Monk Podcast. The market for coming and sharing that trailer with us and sharing the goodies. And afterwards, there should be some leftover swag for y'all. So after the panel is over, feel free if you were late or you don't have anything yet, you can hopefully get some. So thank y'all again for that. And with that being said, for what y'all came here for... um, this is the Wholesome Monk podcast. I go by Wholesome Monk on social medias. There's also uh, Ice Cold Q. And we also got <laughs> uh, characters. I love them to death, and I'm really excited to be able to share this panel with them. And again, we'll be talking about people of color and anime media. Obviously, the three of us are black as can be, and uh, so we'll be talking from our experience and what we deal with on the side of social media and things like that. And I'm working uh, more in the future to do panels with more, ex- uh, be more exclusive and have different voices come. So I don't want to speak for other communities that can't speak for themselves or their experiences. So if you hear it's always relating it to what we are doing. That's why, uh, that's the method behind that. So I want to thank you all again so much for coming. Uh, this is four years of me doing the podcast and to be able to do it with Marvel and the market and everything like that. And for y'all to come here, that means a lot. So thank you. Let me make sure this Ant-Man thing up here, because you know I'm saying, I got flex from my grandma back home. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, So I want to start with talking about what it's like to be on social media and to do what we do. Uh, We all create anime content, manga-related content, and, you know, I want, these are the guests here, so I want to be able to ask them questions about what they do, less about uh, me. But I want to start with Q. When it comes to creating content... You know, you, it's one thing to enjoy anime or manga by yourself and, or with your friends and talk about it offline, but to go online and talk about it, what made you want to make that leap to talk about online with um, all the people on TikTok and IG? Honestly, I'd probably say, like, once, like once around like COVID, like, shut everything down, and I didn't talk to anyone outside of my family. I was like, you know what, let me just see what's going on with TikTok and everything, and... I started like getting a following slowly but surely. Then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna just start like posting anime and see where that goes. And then from there on, I just got a lot of people that I love out of it. That's that's something that I think is really important about like the COVID times. I feel like for all of us, especially in the audience, whether you make content or not, I feel like it gave us hopefully some time to kind of like explore different hobbies or interests or get to know, you know, I know I started cosplaying in 2020. That's something that I started new for me and got comments from that, obviously from the two of, two of them and just so many of my friends are also in the audience to do that. So I think that's the beautiful thing is the friends we got um, from the new interests or hobbies that we were able to explore. And then for Donnie, I know you, Mr. Mr. Mill over here. <laughs> uh, what, what for you made you make the leap from, you know, enjoying whether it's cosplaying or anime or manga from privacy to like, sharing online with all your followers? Well, from, well, from my experience, I started in 2017 with the videos, and anime was just popular. So I just wanted to really get it out there. And I was watching like, these anime YouTubers all the time, and they made it seem fun, so I wanted to make it seem fun and expose it to the world. No, I, th- I think that's good. I think because when it comes to, especially your platform, what you've done with it, you know, again, having a mill and, and followers and everything you've done with that and your videos continue to be funny and you expose like, you know, your, your videos have a piece of you in them. And I feel like it counts for everyone on this panel is like, when I, at least when I watch your content and I, you know, knowing you, 
I see how much you put into it and how much it reflects some of your personality and some of the different things that you like and enjoy. So what was it like to get that blow up, like to see your follower count just kind of like increase and you know more eyes on you now with the content you put out there? Oh, it's, it's not really stressful. It's, it feels great you can be yourself. You know. So were you saying that you you built differently? Yeah. No, no. It's, I think, and that's something that I think is important, especially as a creator of color. Is there's so many things that you know, so many things you that go on. You know, like having this partnership and doing what we did with Ant Man. You know, I would, if you, I would never have thought. I cannot. I want to lie and be like, yeah, man. Like that was always the plan, bro. Like you know, always since Iron Man one. I remember going to. Um, when movie theater price tickets were affordable. I was, uh, I remember when Iron, Iron Man won and seeing how great that was. Now I'm a, D, you know, I'm a DC fan, you know, shout out to that. But seeing Marvel, seeing Iron Man, you know, seeing those comics growing up and seeing it on screen, in the big, big screen, and seeing how cool it is. And that's what really made me want to make movies and do what I do now. And to come forward, full circle, I feel like, to be able to do this and promote uh, not only the Marvel project, but just be here with all of you, something that I never would have thought, especially with the two of them, and I'm really grateful for that. And I feel like I really relate to what you're saying in terms of that confidence, because it shakes a lot uh, when you have, you know, the brand deals come in, the the red carpet events, and then things like this, and having to be responsible for so many different people and pieces, you know. And you start thinking to yourself, okay, am I meant to be in this position, or like, you know, am I going to do good? Am I going to fail? You think about everything that's wrong. I mean, you can have a thousand comments. They're all positive, you know, but you have that, that you know, 999 are positive. You have that one that's negative. You're going to hyperfixate on that one and, you know, go into all your insecurities and, like, why you shouldn't be here and why you shouldn't do that. And, you know, I look at Donnie's content. I look at Q's content and see how passionate they are about whether it's JoJo's. I still haven't gotten to watch it. I swear, I'm, I'm going to watch JoJo's. I swear, I, I know. That's what they all say. Um, or Blue Lock, you know, Blue Lock Ambassador over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, they, so there's so many, so many animes and so many different things. And Q, I was curious to you now, like, what made you, like, what, what about creating your brand of content? Like, what is it that excites you so much about sharing your content and what you've been doing? Um, for example, like, when I cosplay Denki, it more, felt, it more or less makes me feel like myself. So it's easier for me to, like, go on TikTok and look for a sound and not to, like, sit there and think about what to do. It's more or less, oh, okay, cool. And just run with whatever's in my head. And then with outside the cosplay, just like I can get my opinion out there, no matter if it's good or bad, and then I can have dialogue people inside the comments. And it's just, it's just, it's a fun interacting thing for me. And I was also curious, you know, as obviously a member of the black community and dealing with whether it's comments or dealing with, um, you know, just dealing with yourself as a black man. Obviously, they don't, we don't promote like cosplaying and the grand scheme of it all with all the, um, you know, stereotypes and all these different things. So, what, what, what is it like for you? Like, what does it mean to you to be a, you know, a black content creator and like be here today doing this? I would have never imagined me being up here, honestly. <laughs> if I'm being serious, I really just got on TikTok. I was bored and I was like, okay, cool, let's see what happens. And then, like I said, I got a group of friends like you two and everyone else out here. And it's just a way for me to, I guess, like get out of reality for a little bit, you know, and then just enjoy what the blessings that are coming to towards me. Agreed. Okay, you're out here saying you're nervous, you're out here speaking. Are you speaking? Okay, all right, I see you. And, and Donya, I know, especially for you with the phone that you have, 
yeah. and everything that you've accomplished and we see you grow as a person and as you know as, obviously as a creator what does it mean for you to be a black content creator and like how you know have you experienced any negativity to it like how do you handle all that honestly it's more empowering that's like the, the more you go the further you go you'll get hate and stuff but like forget it just, just keep pushing forward but all what everything says <laughs> Shout out to the Tackle on Titan fans in the audience. Um, I don't even talk about that at all. No, but I think that's I think that's really important to do. I think what you're saying is is, is true. It's about pushing forward and and you know not caring what people say. Because again, I'm sure anyone in here, well, and you don't have to make content for this to apply to you. Obviously, like you know, you everyday life. I know people who have jobs and they see they get uh, promotions passed over them, or you know they deal with discrimination, racism in the office, and different things like that, and how you know how hard it is especially you have a family at home or you have a wife or you have a daughter or a son or just all those different things that people who are counting on you, you have dependents you have people counting on you and you have to deal with these things everyday life you know you wake up um knowing that there's a good chance that you may not come home or you may get passed up on this thing that you worked really hard for no matter how much work you put in it may not you know go to your benefit you may get passed over it's happened to me many times i'm sure it's happened to many people in the audience unfortunately and that's why I'm grateful for this platform that we have, uh, Wholesome Monk Podcast, is just being able to talk to so many creators, especially cosplayers, and get you know their mindset in, or other anime content creators, or manga, and just, just to be able to see how many people have been able to express themselves since, um, you know, the, since the beginning of COVID and everything, and how much people have evolved as creators, and to see people still going, you know, see Q and Donnie still doing the thing and still growing, as again, not only individuals, but also as like content creators. And I think, that, I think that's something that is really uh, powerful. I know for me, when I first started cosplaying, I think my first one was Zoro from One Piece, the best manga out there. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, and you know, what my, but my, my first cosplay was Zoro, but that one was a little, I didn't like, you know, do the wig because I couldn't find like a, a green wig that looked good. It, didn't look, it looked like a highlighter pen. Um, <laughs> And so my first like cosplay cosplay where it was like, okay, there's no hiding that like this is cosplaying was um, my f favorite anime is Inuyasha. And to be able to, I appreciate that. I'm happy Inuyasha fans are in here. Um, and to do Inuyasha was super cool. Like to do the whole, the full white wig and white long hair wig and to do the kimono and just put everything on was really cool. And to do like content with that was really cool. You know, that's when uh, seeing like Donnie's content, seeing Q's content at the time and seeing so many of my other friends' content, and it really inspired me to want to do uh, cosplaying and just like explore that space. Because as an actor, like I really liked the idea of being a character, and especially a character I know so well, and being able to play around that character and do these different sounds and these different things with this character. And I remember, um, I think like my first, my, one of my first three videos or something, what, you know, got hit, it got some traction, got some views and everything. And at some point, like, it was um, some, some I, I, it was like a young man. I want to say he was probably, probably in his like late 20s. And he, um, I guess there's a feature on TikTok where you can like stitch a video. So you can pick a, uh, the original video, a couple of seconds in that video, and then have your video next to it for those that don't use TikTok. And um, he stitched my video and, of me in my Inuyasha cosplay and made his son like a very young, young child. Couldn't be more than maybe like seven years old. Um, go on there and say on camera for the whole world to see for a video that was blowing up mind you So a lot of people got traction that other video uh, So that I couldn't cosplay in Yasha because I was black because I was fat because I was this and that all these different things 
And yeah, it was, uh, I mean, for me, unfortunately, I'm used to it. But what hurt me was seeing a young, a child. This was a child that this ma grown man made a child come on the camera and say, and to see that, uh, it, was, it was tough because that's how you develop self-hatred for yourself, for your culture, for your people, for your family. Um, as someone who lived in Arizona for a long time and dealt with very racism in every way possible, uh, I know what self-hatred is like. You develop it when people tell you you can't do something and you tell other people that look like you you can't do something. So instead of that moment could have been empowering for him to show his son to do those things, but he chose to not make it a teachable moment uh, in, the, in the worst way possible. So you see things like that, and that's what made me want to quit. But, you know, um, there's so many friends that I was able to enjoy. Um, like, Donye helped me out, and my friend, uh, my friend Straw Hat Goofy on TikTok, some of you may know him, uh, was, he, we were mutuals at the time, noon mutuals, and for him to reach out to me was really nice to do that. Um, but with that being said, Donnie, I was curious to you, like, when you, when you, I know you say you shoulder on, but like, do you remember like that first wave of like, you know, maybe imposter syndrome when you post a TikTok or like, hey, those negativity, like how do you navigate like those aspects of things? I know when I first started YouTube, I got my very first hate comment. And the guy was like, you're complaining about my skin color, you being black. And I was like, okay. But I was I was because I've never experienced anything like that on the internet. But then I just learned as I went. Anybody can cosplay. Anybody can make videos, content. Just do you. You you doing it. They're not. They're on the internet hitting on us. And then uh, and then Q for you. Like, do you still deal with imposter syndrome? Like, how do you navigate those certain aspects of the content creation game? So my first cosplay was 20, 2020, it was part three Joseph, and I was really nervous because I was like, man, like, because I was always, around that time I was always see like POC cosplayers, and I would see that, and I was like, dang, like, that's going to be me if I do that. And then I hesitated, and then I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll just do it. And I put it on, made some videos, and then seeing my homies, my mutuals comment, like, uh, support me, and then seeing people who follow me and who don't follow me, uh, support me made me feel better about myself like you know what it's, it's fine i can do this and i kept going on with it and honestly i don't really get that many hate comments honestly and if i do it's maybe like one or two that are just like oh you're busy or like something's different or whatever it's like okay cool i'm a troll i just troll them back like, i don't care honestly, <laughs> i don't care but no i don't really get that many hate comments honestly or racist comments towards me which is kind of surprising i thought i would get it honestly yeah. so i can't really speak on that that much honestly no, but I think, I think still, you know, everyone has their way of going about how they deal with these things. I know Donnie shared what he, what he does and what his mentality is, and then, you know, what your mentality is. Because I feel like something that we, uh, at least for us as black content creators, feel to deal with. I don't know if you two seem with you, but, like, people always tell you how we should react to what we deal with. You know, people always say, like, oh, you shouldn't get angry, you shouldn't do this, or, like, you know, racism doesn't exist. Alabama, wherever. That, 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 that was one of my first uh, comments. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, and then, you know, just things like that. And um, dealing with those different aspects of being a black content creator would be difficult because, you know, you have to be what, you know, I, I would use air quotes when I say this, but like perfect when you make content, when you respond, because opportunities are very, very, very slim. Um, I know for me, I have great, I, again, I'm lucky and blessed 
to have a lot of great um, partnerships that I do, like with Right Stuff Anime, they treat your boy right. Um, you know, working with Crunchyroll here and there, and just so many, you know, Japan creating so many op uh, opportunities that go in for that. And I know for me, one time, when I was doing a brand deal, uh, they shall remain nameless until my memoir comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but we, we, you know, we were going to do a deal where I did, I'm going to get the number of videos wrong because it's been a while, but like basically they wanted me to do, I think, a couple reviews for anime and manga. I would say like maybe 20 videos for them for about, I would say, 250 or so, like around that range. Um, which, you know, for me, at the time, for me being broke, I was like, hey, that's, that's, that's a lot of McChickens for me. So I was like, that's whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I was, I was, but it's, it's a lot of work because, you know, at least for me, I took it very serious. Uh, when I put it out there, and um, I don't mind reviews, but I have enough ego to say I hate when I get notes back for some BS, so I like to try to make my videos as perfect, quote-unquote, as possible in terms of, like, a review aspect, the technicality aspect of it. Um, and, but, you know, but that's still a little, I was like, that's a lot of videos, 20, and then they all have no royalties from it. They can just use it over and over again. I remember I've been on a commercial that I did not write off on, uh, so I got that taken down. But, but uh, there's a lot of different things, and, you know, so my friend... They didn't know we're, we're mutuals, and uh, he was my, a white counterpart, and he got the same offer from the same company, and um, they had him do, they wanted him to do five videos, uh, five video reviews, they'll send him you know, free manga and swag merch stuff, and um, they were going to give him about $860 for five videos, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, at the time, had 40,000 followers. Because we, you know, again, we're mutual. We compared backends. I was really, like, curious about, because he brought it up to me. I didn't even know they offered uh, it to him, too. And, you know, my engagement is triple. Follow, he, uh, I think at the time he had maybe 25K to my 40-something K. Uh, and all those things. I have a bigger platform. And it's not about, like, comparing sizes and stuff. It's like just the... Just to, just to see the audacity of the, of the team that reached out to me, you know, like, because, you know, usually they're professional. They'll have you, I'm sure, Donnie, you've dealt with it, with uh, brand deals come to you and stuff like that. They'll, like, want your address. If it's something just, like, free, that's for your address and things like that. But they want you to, like, pay you, uh, which they should regardless. But they want to pay you for something, like a review, um, whether they send it to you or not. They usually have some kind of situation where they ask for your rate or, like, a social media kit, right? So... They'll do that. So yeah, they're trying to get that out of the way. And so I obviously said no, nah, because like 20 videos is a lot. I'm a very busy person. Uh, I wanted him to take it. I was like, hey, that's bread. So I was like, hey, go ahead and take it. I, I, don't, you know, I don't care about the money aspect. It's just more of the, I guess, the ethics behind that. But that's something you, know, you deal with as like a person of color content creator, especially as a black content creator. They don't value your market, what you do. Or they just see you as like a, a black commodity instead of like a person. Because um, they want, they, you know, not everyone has a black audience. I don't know anyone here on black Twitter, the funniest section of Twitter. Uh, yeah, shout out to black Twitter, shout out to black Twitter. Um, they want that market. Black Twitter will be making money, bro. Black Twitter, especially the, the talented artists uh, on, on black Twitter is crazy. And, you know, obviously, as everyone in here, is, as an anime or manga fan, you know, we don't get to see ourselves in this thing. Like, we love this platform, we love this medium but doesn't love us back. So it's kind of one of those double-edged swords you have to do where you're making them generate a lot of money. Us, even us doing this, uh, doing podcast episodes like this, generates them a lot of money and a lot of revenue for what they do. And we can't even get a proper, we get caricatures of who we are instead of like who we are as human beings. You know, like I swear, if I get one more anime about black basketball player, 
Man. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, we play basketball. Yeah, we're gifted with heights, physicality, but it's like, you know, a lot of people like anime, a lot of people like swagger. What do you, what do you mean, Pat? So when I cosplay, whenever I cosplay Shun Sweet, whenever I cosplay Shun Sweet, I always get maybe like five or six, and I'm like, oh, you should cosplay Ichigo. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. I see why, but no, I don't like him. You know, like, yeah, I don't. Hey, Bleach fans, that's, that's between you and him. That's between you and him. Um, but I know, Donya, for you, like, have you ever had, uh, you know, you don't have to, like, you know, don't reveal any names or anything, but, like, when it comes to brand deals, like, how do you navigate getting those? Cause I know you get more than, I, you ship through a lot more than I do in terms of, like, shifting through the pile of all these random emails and scams and things like that, and, and then legitimate opportunities as well. So how do you go about choosing your project or going about that? Basically, go off, like, the pay. Most, most people come to you for the pay. And recently, I've never had, like, a company, like, disappear on me until recently. Um, they're, they're really popular company too. Uh, Genshin? They seem very excited to work with me, and then I gave my pay rate, and poof. They're like, yeah, awesome. If you don't, if you don't, well, since you already said the name, what, what, you know what your pay rate was? Well, based on my following, um, free content creators out there, never lowball yourself. Never lowball yourself. Where do you think you're worth doubling? That's what you, yeah. that's what you said to start with. Always going like 1,000. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. First company to ever do that. That's Genshin Impact, you said? Yeah. So I want you all to know, I know, I know y'all out there who spend money on Genshin Impact. And for the for the what's what's it called for the characters? Yeah, I spend a lot of money. I know you do. I know I know you do. For sure. I know you do for sure. Um, so you know how much money? Imagine that, but like by times it by like fifty thousand by five hundred people. You know what I'm saying? And they can't even give him brother. You can't give brother Donye a grand. You know what I'm saying for for his. By the way, like I, again, like multiple millions of followers. By the way, for on his platform, he probably has more than what they have on certain certain, certain uh, social medias and things like that. Yeah, most of that. And so that's the that's the situation that you deal with. Uh, and then again, because they're like a, a company, it's like corporation. It's hard to really get down to you know like the people in the room. It's hard to touch them on a certain level. So that's why you have to go to content creators to kind of funnel through. Especially with anime uh, promotion, marketing in the West is very poor because uh, there's just so many, of course, and it's hard. And marketing just costs so much money, so it's hard to do it. And so they just leave it to content creators because they know one, they're gonna exploit us infinitely. And um, it's funny that you say Genshin Impact. I'm not gonna say the I'm not gonna say the name. I forgot it honestly, because uh, but there's a there's a what's the proper word to say this? You know like how I hate I hate first of all I hate Dr Pepper, right? But it's still like <laughs> but it's still like a brand. Like you know people drink Dr Pepper, so like I guess the, I feel like the discount for Dr Pepper is like Pib. Was that was that yeah, called Mr Pib, yeah. Pib whatever they call it? Um, so it's like that. So they're like the Mr Pib of Genshin Impact. It's one of them one of them games. One of them games, I know, I know what you think, don't say it. It's one of the, it's one of the games, uh, and they reached out to me for Anime Expo LA, which if anyone has been there, uh, is the biggest anime convention, I would say, in the United States of America. By far, it's not even close. At least uh, like 100,000 people plus easy at that convention. Sold out too uh, last year, so I went to that. And they reached out to me, along with like, uh, I will say this other company, like, I was supposed to work with CBS, and like, so just different companies came out to me um, and the, the, the video game company, I sent them my price, and I didn't even send them a grand. Like I was just like, you know, it's whatever. I was like, yo, I just want enough to cover this uh, industry ticket. Cause that, that shit was a little pricey, so I was like, yo, let me do that. And um, 
they, they said yes. So they actually agreed to me. We got terms and everything, too. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my money one way or another. And, uh, <laughs> um, but they still, they're like, no, nah, that's, too, that's too much for me. I was like, 600? I was like, I know y'all not Genshin. I know you're not, you know what I'm saying? But like, I know y'all still be here. You know, so they did that. And they uh, ended up actually getting these girls to do it instead, these white girls to do it. God, I was like walking by the booth. I was like, yeah, let me go see what the booth is looking like. I'm not there. So I was like, it's lame. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I saw them and I was like, you know, they're like, in a because what they're going to do is they're going to send us a uh, cosplay to go cosplay at the booth, promote it, do videos, stuff like that. I was like, y'all, do you know how it's, it's the summer. Like what's it's July 4th weekend. I was like, you want me to be in a cot, like a suit of armor cosplay in LA in the summer. And you can't even pay me 2K, bro. That's crazy for me. So I didn't do it. And I saw the girls out there, you know, bikinis, everything. Like, they, you know, they, they knew what they were doing, uh, the company. And, uh, and I pulled one of them aside. I was like, hey, you know, what's, what's like, the situation going on? Because I knew, I knew uh, we, weren't, we weren't mutuals, but I knew they made content. So I was like, I was like oh, okay, let me just see what's going on. And I, <laughs> the, they paid them, and the guy, I asked for permission to say this, but they paid them about... Um, I would say 350 each to be out there. Not, not for like the whole week. I'm talking about the whole weekend. Four-day convention uh, in L.A. <laughs> and three, that's not even enough for the like, hotel. That's not even like a nightly stay at any hotel in Los Angeles if you've never been out there. So to do that, um, you know, and I was like, you know, they got, yeah, they got y'all. Uh, but, but, you know, just, but to see that, I mean, the fact that even though there's like four of them, so that, you know, you do the math. I was like, bro, you could have just gave me the money. You know what I'm saying? But they did that and they exploited them. But that's a, the that's a situation. Even um, this is the exploitation of companies is really dangerous, especially as a black person. Um, and, you know, how companies treat black women especially is some of the nastiest things I've ever seen, especially when it comes to conventions. And you have a situation where, you know, a lot... Uh, especially my family, a lot of black women that love comics and things like that, and to see them go to these booths and stuff, and then the comic, uh, the you know people run the booths like you know just be like oh like they're looking for a specific comic. I'll never forget I was seeing this looking for a specific Flash comic because she loved the Flash, and this dude was like oh like I don't know if you're gonna like that like all this stuff, and she's like no like I know what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you my money just give me the <laughs> just give me the thing let me just move on with my day. He was like no like I just feel like. You like this instead. He's like, yeah, but I didn't say that. Like, because he, he, first of all, it was insulting because he was like trying for many reasons. But something that was insulting was she wanted a Flash comic. I love Flash comics, but he was trying to recommend a uh, Green Lantern comic. Which it, wait, well, That's oh wild. no, no, wait, no, no Green Lantern here around here. That's but wild. but it was like uh, Guy Gardner, which is the worst one in my opinion. So <laughs> that's exactly. So that's the that's the thing. Um, so she ended up getting a, a couple Iron Man comics and, you know, moving around her day because she also likes, loves Iron Man stuff. So just, but that's what I'm talking about, just seeing the treatment of people and how they get treated by these venues and different things like that is just so, it's so cut deep. Yeah, um, and, you know, again, the opportunity we get to work with the market and what we're doing here is not something that's bestowed upon us. It's not easy. You know, you really have to put years into it. Again, this podcast was, this is a four-year anniversary today. Um, and this is episode 102 uh, that I've done. So to, to, you know, to go, that's how long it took for just the podcast. But I've been doing content creation, especially on YouTube, uh, since I was 17 years old. Um, and it just took, it took so and obviously a lot of insecurities being 17 and dealing with the internet and all those things. You don't, you don't have the tools or the mindset yet to do it. 
um, but you know, you get, you have to, you know, perfection. You know how the, you know the saying goes, especially all the fellow black people out there is like, you know, you work twice as hard to get what half, half of what they have, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's tough to do that. And I want to go back to, to Donye, you know, when it comes to cosplaying, what was your, what was your cosplay journey like? Like what, I know, you, did you start your content journey doing cosplay? Or was that something you gradually got towards? Like how did you work up the confidence to go to cons cosplaying, especially go online cosplay? Um, let's see. I recently started cosplaying in July. Okay. You know, RJ from Twitter, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to RJ Hooks. Shout out to RJ Hooks, yeah. Since just seeing how cool his comedy was and seeing like other cosplayers like look up to him, that really inspired me. Yeah, I think I think RJ for sure is. RJ Hooks, by the way, if you can follow, is amazing. Works with Viz, he does all kinds of things. He's amazing. Uh, person and talent, and I also want anyone who's recording this or anything. I want y'all to let him let him know that I said this about him, so he doesn't be talking all that mess. He, you know, give him a shout out. But for you, um, <laughs> no, nah, RJ, RJ be saying some stuff, but I love him to death. He's he's the best. He's literally the best Nami cosplay I've seen, and just so much joy in everything he brings. He's a black content creator for those those that don't know him, and the hate comments he gets, especially when on um, his such a public uh, profile. And I remember him doing the collaboration. And all the comments that he got uh, was so just, it was, it was messy. I checked up on him and to see him just kind of like, you know, just how he dissects things like that down and kind of can articulate how he feels and how he goes about it. Such like a master, like he, again, masterclass uh, RJ Hooks is, but for, for you, Q, like, I know, did you start your content journey doing cosplay? Like, what was the no, cosplay journey like? I started, my content was like, me cooking and then I would panel up to me. Wait, 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 wait. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. I didn't, no, I, I'm so serious, bro. <laughs> so, so, yeah. 2019, right? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm a chef, right? You did it in 2019, so it wasn't even COVID. Like, this was like, the rest of us were cooking in COVID, so you did this in 2019. Yeah. Okay, true. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, you know, I'm, so I started cooking and I'll panel up to like, uh, to One Piece because I was watching currently. And then, and then, I started doing reactions to the anime, and then I started cosplaying a year and a half ago. I want to say maybe. year and a half ago cosplay. Yeah, I want to say um, after that it just went from the imposter syndrome with uh, Part Three Joseph to um, being friends with a bunch of POC cosplayers and yep. seeing what they went through, and then just going on from there and watching more anime and getting more exposed to cosplay. It's like man, I want I want to do that. So. From then on, I started cosplaying more people that I, that I feel like I like a lot, and just got comfortable with it, honestly. And um, you know, and I think that's again great that you you know you start something <laughs> so different as cooking content. I'm just sorry. I'm just we gotta we gotta go back to that for a second. No, so go ahead. <laughs> so you you like cooking content, right? So it was like One Piece, like you said. I know you said like one. So it was like. Anime themed stuff, or was it just no, like anything? I was, I was, it was either breakfast or dinner, and I would like, I would like make the process. I would okay. pour the process, and then Chef Boardie. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, real life Sandy, but like, so you, but you, you like Arby's, so I'm curious, like, where the taste. No, no, no. I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. The Arby's. Is... Thank you. Thank you. Like anime stuff. Oh, right? they do work 
yeah. And that's how they got you. Is that, that yeah. what, is that what it is? Is that what it is for you? The anime artwork from Arby's? They, they're not here, bro. They're not here. They're not sponsoring this. They're not, but their artwork's not bad. The artwork's not bad. Okay, I, I mean, hey, teach their own, for real. Um, but no, I think that's, you know, what they, what the both of them said is just like how they start their cosplay journey. I think it's really cool. Because uh, again, for people that help inspire me to do what I do every day uh, is amazing. Because again, I have a company, Wholesome Monk Media, and it's not just me doing it. You know, I have a couple, uh, you know, Kat is here as well in Burning, which is awesome. Kat's here, my head writer. We have Walt, another high cosplayer, high content creator. Stand, Walt, you know, Walt, you deserve it. You deserve it, Walt. Stand up. Stand up, Walt. 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 I did not tell him I was going to do that. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for putting you in a spot like that. But I just wanted to show my team off because. I love the attention. Hey, okay, there you go. There you go. No, but, you know, between. And I have so many other team members. I have Tay. Where's Tay at? Tay? Tay, stand up. Tay, go ahead. Show off the button. Go, go, Tay. Look, I'm telling you, Tay is one of the funniest human beings I've ever man. come across, man. And uh, you're welcome. Don't say I did. Compliment. I, just, I don't want everyone to see that I did that publicly. Um, no, but seriously, my team means so much to me, you know, to pick them out and for them to trust me with a, a, a company that's starting out and oh, doing everything we're doing is uh, it's difficult to do, man. And, I, you know, you really have to be careful of what you do. And, again, these two are the examples of how to go about it correctly and how to really trust yourself with what you're doing. Because starting a company and managing it is a lot of work and it's really hard and uh, a scary thing to do. We have a bunch of people uh, depending on you, all of them full-grown people that could have a, their own platforms that they don't have to fold under what I'm doing, and they can just do their own thing and be equally successful because that's why I want them on the team because I know what they're capable of doing. And to see that they're willing to trust me and go into, <laughs> go into the abyss of what I'm doing um, it is a beautiful thing. So I wouldn't be here without them, so that's why I want to give them a shout-out. And, of course, again, y'all could have been – and everyone, everyone here that attended this panel – Y'all could be anywhere doing anything. I know the Ant-Man stuff helped, but like for y'all, it's for y'all today. <laughs> nah, again, shout out to the market. Um, but y'all still came here and y'all still are here after getting the, the swag. So that's another thing I'm thankful for that. Um, I love y'all, we love y'all so much, we do. Um, but again, just to close it out, I guess, is another thing I wanna ask y'all is, was it, what's it like to be at you know, anime convention? I know we go to plenty, um, but to be able to do this, I know for you know, Miss Donnie over here, this is the second panel, but I know for you, it's your, it's your second. So I'll start, oh no, your first, it's your first. So I'll start with Q. What's it like to do, to do this, you know, to be able to expose your thoughts to like a pub, like in real time instead of like a recording and everything? It's different up here than watching people, honestly. I'm still kind of nervous a little bit, but it's fine. It's not, I like, I enjoyed it though, honestly, getting my own thoughts out, talk to some people. And so it's for like, so it's, again, this is your first one, so yeah. like, walk me through the process, like, I know I just like, I know we decided to do it, but I know like, I don't know if you were like expecting to like be a part of like what, like to do this, so like, what was the process from me asking mm -hmm. and then from like your preparation, like everything going to this? Um, from you asking, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And then we talked more, obviously, and you and I talked more. And then the closer I got to Katsu, I was like, oh, I have to be up here and talk. <laughs> um, and then, like, all week, this week and last week, I was like, okay, cool, you know, let's see what I can do or whatever, get my head straight. And then this morning, I was like, okay, cool. You, 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 you hear you lock in. Yeah, lock in. Um, and then for Donye, I know... 
You're doing your, this is your, this is your second one, you know, you know what I'm saying? You, you're, you're a veteran. Two kids down. <laughs> so what, what was the process for you, like, from, kind of I reached out to you for, like, hey, we should do one, you know, together. This is before your one at uh, DreamCon, I think it was your first one at. Well, my boy is over here. Shout out to the, shout out to them. They, they, they're in the audience. <laughs> a little Stand up, y'all. Go ahead. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah, go ahead. Don't be shy. Shout out to the boys over there. Um, so yeah, what was it? What was the preparation like from asking you to do this to like you know now to where we're at? Because this was this was months ago. We this was in the planning for like probably like uh, it was last year, so like six almost like six months. Dude, we planned for a minute. Yeah, I say it's more of like a mental thing, really. It's like you're the more you think about it, the more nervous you'll be, mm-hmm. and you just gotta come in here and just crush it, bro. Be confident, know what you're talking about. And you got it. This man thinks he's Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like that. No, I think I think it's important, you know, going into. I've always just done it like uh, at least live episodes, like by myself. So you know, it's it's nerve wracking. It's a different type of nerve wracking by yourself compared to uh, with people because there's so much coordination that goes into making sure that everyone's on the same page. And like, make, like, you know, I was telling Q, I was like, Q, you know, like, this is happening, right? Like, this is not, I, this is not like a joke. Like, I wouldn't just ask you to do this and be like, nah, I'm just kidding, bro. Like, you're not about to be up here with us. Go sit down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, and then, see, you know, Donnie, um, to be locked in and be like, yo, I really want to do this. And, you know, this is how I want to go about it. And these are different things I want to try out and, and do. <clears throat> it's just so cool to, to, to see that and to see my friends boost uh, the, the, you know, all the, all the sharing, all the posts that we've done uh, for this thing, and, and especially when, you know, we announced the Ant-Man thing. It's so funny, because I have so many of my friends, that, uh, a couple of my friends that, you know, work at Marvel and all, all these different things, and they didn't know anything. Because, you know, how you can't just, like, say stuff like that until you know for sure it's happening, because I was like, I don't want to promote something. It didn't happen. And then here, people are out here like, where's my Ant-Man poster, bro? And I was like, hey, man, you, you got to go ask someone else. I don't know what's going on. Um, but to see that and to see people be like, bro, I thought we were homies. Like, you're not going to tell, you're not going to tell the homie about the, about the situation. I was like, hey, man, you should have been here. But, uh, it, it, no, it's, it's, it's cool and, it's, you know, it's a blessing to do this um, and, and do different things. And I know uh, we were supposed to do a Q&A, but we had to use the Q&A mic uh, for the, the third mic. But I don't know. I'm just curious if anyone has any questions or anything they would like to ask. If you want to raise your hand, if you can speak loud enough, if you want to raise your hand. We can come to you. I know you, you can raise your hand first if you want to say your uh, ask your question. Yeah, you can stand up and ask the question. Uh, uh, introduce myself. Or just... Yeah, you, yeah, okay. Introduce yourself if y'all if y'all feel comfortable. Uh, yeah, introduce yourself yeah, yeah. in question. Um, first name Jarius, last name Smiley. Um, I'm a content creator at God. I'm more in the literary field. Uh, published a book, and I guess my question is, how do you? I know it's all just a process, of, like putting yourself out there. But how do you find opportunities like really take it to the next level? Like, you know, one moment it's content, the next minute, you know, you have in your situation thousands and hundreds of like attention on your things, hundreds of attention on things that nature. How do you how do you find those resources and find those opportunities to get yourself out there in a positive and expansive manner? I'll let I'll let Donnie right. see the signing. Go ahead, Donnie. <laughs> I say it's through making connections with people and networking and basically building yourself like a great support system and you'll you'll make it far pretty far. Alright. And then Q I don't you do you have anything you want to add to that question? I think also <laughs> No Don, Don no Donnie got the, the most of it, but I think the only thing I'll add is like um 
it's also about going to events. It's like, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll have to spend money um, to, to, you know, go to these events because these not everything's free that I do, um, and it'll cost you money. So it's, uh, the ends justify, you know, the means of what you're doing. So it's calculated risk, you'll have to take it. Nothing's going to be 100%. Um, not every opportunity will, will pan out. And sometimes, you know, you put the work in, and um, it, it will do it. Again, like the great team here, the market, and what they, what they did is, like, they, you know, reached out to me, uh, and Katsu helped coordinate everything. And that wasn't something like I, I did not wake up on that like Thursday for my nine to five thinking like, oh yeah, I'm about to go do this Ant-Man trailer, you know what I'm saying? This is one of those things that like come through. So about going and putting yourself in position, um, you know, cause people say, you know, what is like luck? And it's just like when preparation meets opportunity. So as long as you're prepared at all times, you don't have to get ready, you stay ready. Yeah. When the opportunity comes, you'll be, you'll be good to go. Yeah, so, so, There we go. I, I couldn't come up with that, but I'm glad your, your, your homie did. But. No problem. Uh, does anyone else have any, any questions they, they're interested in? Yes. Any, if, y'all, if, if we can't hear you, if y'all can like scoot, like come a little closer so that we can hear your question. If you want, if you're comfortable with it, of course. Okay, that's fine. No, that's good. That's a that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. Did you have anything? You want to go first or? Nah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say I was gonna say. You go ahead. Like, and I understand like like POCs making their cosplays their own. Yeah. Like I guess in a sense I'm bald, so all of my cosplays. <laughs> all of my cosplays is just either me bald or like I got a wig. At a whole man from this guy right here last year. Yeah. First time, never again. That's so hot. <laughs> but no, like when I'm making content, like ignoring the hate comments, it's more like just me having fun. At the end of the day, like me being bald is my like niche, I guess in a sense, to my own style on cosplays. Yeah, I, I, enjoy it. I, I definitely agree. I think as well when when it comes to is also, um, you know, as someone who's African, a Liberian, Ghanaian, like. It's, we have a, there's a lot of rich culture between those two countries and, you know, going to the tribals and everything like that. So something I, I love to do is do like, like for example, I'm working on doing a Deku from uh, My Hero Academia, but going to like an HBCU. So I thought that would be interesting to take. So if, yeah, and thank you. I'm happy that people like, like that idea. So, <laughs> so um, but I think, I think it really is never hide that because I think that's what makes us different. I think that's something that's interesting and that, um, that that's powerful. So don't hide it. The hate comments will come, but if you are confident in what you're doing, you know what you uh, how you want to do it. Just execute that and surround yourself with people who friends. Like surround yourself with people who understand your your culture, and your background. Not just accepting of it, but understanding your culture and your background and help share that. Because when you do stuff like that, you have your the colors and the flags and different things like that. It exposes the positive side of. of your different cultures and who you are as a person. So keep that work up and don't let uh, hatred uh, get to you and change who you are. Because when you let hatred change who you are, 
That's how they win, and you lose. Uh, yes. Going back off uh, the question that you asked, um, when it comes to hate comments too, what you can do is with TikTok, like it's algorithm too, and, yeah. and so it's like you can use that hate comment and that fuels your content even more. You can blow up all the hate comments. Yeah. Just like, just like even calling them out. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's exactly there's different things, and um, I don't. But I also want to make sure to illustrate. I know it's hard to expose yourself to that much hate, especially at a young age. So I want to make sure to make this very clear for everyone that if you see something that you do not like, do not let it be there in your presence, because that's something that's going to stop you from creating content that you really like, and. Um, it, it will, it, you know, again, it, the comment will help spike it, and that's, that's important, and that is something that will happen. But please, if you see something you do not, do not feel like that is the only way to do your content and to, and to get it going. Because, it's, it's, again, what we do is very mental. It's a very mind game thing. Your mind's not right. Your body won't be right. You're, you know, everything, you, whatever you believe in won't align with what you're trying to do. So make sure you take care of yourself first and foremost. Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to add on to that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So with what, what you said, like, I understand that. But like for me personally, like I don't. It's like if I were to do that, right, to apply to that hate comment in any kind of way, that would open another, that would open floodgates. But like, okay, cool, you know, they responded to him or them or whatever. Let me do that on their next video and see what happens. I'm just like, instead of doing that, just ignore it or delete the comment or just filter out the comments in general. But me personally, I don't really have the time or patience to entertain someone who doesn't make anything, any content, like, oh, hey, like, so-and-so is in black or whatever, and then for me to waste my time to reply to that, it's like, oh, cool. They must, and they, I mean, you're entertaining this, so let me do it again. It's just, it's, it's a never-ending cycle. We have time for two more questions, I know, yes. Um, hello. Hi. Um, Go ahead, take your time. How does being a person of color affect your creativity and your content? Where is that line where you're like, I'm just being creative or I'm just representing, representing, representing? Are you consciously aware that uh, when you do create content that you are representing other people of color? Or are you just like, I am an artist and this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm producing? I'm fully aware that like being a person of color influences your creativity. But where is that line for you? I know you mentioned how uh, someone had a problem with like your cosplay and, and you being a person of color and your age or something. So where is that um, line for you where it's like, well, actually I'm just enjoying being a creative and being an artist, or I'm just representing people, a niche of people right now, and is there a line, and how do you deal with that? Great question. Um, I just want, before I answer, I just want, I'm going to answer it because we're running out of time, so we'll make sure y'all can get your stuff. So if I go through these last two quick, that, uh, that's why. But for me, it is, it comes down to, I'm always representing uh, my people as best as I can, um, especially how bad the rap that Liberia and Ghana can get. Um, I think that they, people need to see the better example besides the Vice documentaries that show the worst of my countries and my people. Um, and that, again, Wakanda is not a real place. 
but the, the, the accents and the color schemes and everything are from real places. So I want to make sure they don't just think Africa is Wakanda. I want them to see the real Africa that is the, the beauty of everything. So that's why I strive to do with my content. Again, because of my company, how much people we have, it is, uh, I'm representing them as well. So I represent what they believe and what their cultures are and what they want to do out in this world. So I have to make sure I can provide for them and do what they need and give them the platform. So for me personally, I always represent my people as best as I can. I always tell brands off rip that um, when it comes to protests, I'm always there. I, I was like, I'm never going to leave behind my like black people for a dollar. I can't do it. So I tell them off rip before they even were. I was like, I don't even want this to come up a conversation. Uh, just know that a uh, peaceful protest happening, your boy won't be there. <laughs> so they know that it's written in contracts for me personally and, and what I do. So I always represent myself. I understand people want to make a difference, but for me, that is my identity. It bleeds into everything I do. Um, and my parents came from uh, a war time to come here and to, uh, again, imagine Africa, but coming to like 1980s New York City and seeing snow and stuff for the first time, seeing like white people like for the first, like just seeing all that and dealing with racism for the first time. So from them to that uh, is something that I strive with. Uh, we got time for like one more quick question. I'm sorry to choose. Say an armor right here. For, for, for me, um, I feel like we both can, I feel like all three of us would, would share this opinion with this, is that we just create what we create. Again, uh, going to something we said earlier, is like we kind of let lead, uh, bleed our personality into our content. So if, hopefully, I know it doesn't always happen, but hopefully, if majority finds that people is for. You know, it, it finds them. And again, I've been blessed seeing so many uh, fans here this, this con and seeing them cosplay the first time and seeing all that. Um, I always tell content creators this, when you go and see, go do things like this live and see the people who support you in person, it's a humbling experience. You know your content's going to where you want it to go to and it's a very powerful thing. And I just think it's, it's one of those things where I'll never be like, okay, I, I need black people to go see this. I'm like, no, nah, I know my brothers and sisters and everyone in between is gonna see this. We're gonna be loud and proud that they hear right now. As a matter of fact, everyone's here doing their thing, supporting me. And I couldn't do it without them, without y'all. And, you know, I just say, do what you need to do, and the things that are supposed to happen to you will happen. Um, but we ran out of time. I want people to get their, their stuff and to talk to us later if you want to. So thank you for coming, and I appreciate y'all.